You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anyways, I went down stairs and Dan was listening to like R&B, which surprised me a little we bit. We all from get his, together. His, uh, yes, we will. <laughs> we're so We'd bad. love to. I'm just going to take credit and say that I left for a week and you all forgot how to podcast. Sweet. Yeah, we didn't do it last Always. week. But so. but Dan was listening to like love making music down there. <laughs> what? That's how he gets his week going, man. He's by himself. So I thought Derek was. Maybe well, Derek's in the garage. He's listening to some emo thing. music. He doesn't and like it when Derek I call it that. But yeah. Oh, is it like uh, Panic at the Disco or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what those bands are. Dashboard Confession. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's <coughs> like fire These music. are mainstream emo. Derek might be into that like real underground stuff. <laughs> he was listening to some heavy instead of heavy cry, metal. crying in public. It's Screamo. like oh, it's like that kind of stuff. Uh, he likes what he was last week. There is one band, and I can't remember their name, but I, I started listening to them like ten years ago, and I actually do like them. But they're a little screamy. Yeah, like screamo, not heavy metal. Can't Mike Larson's gonna make fun of me later for that. Yeah, no screaming. <laughs> I'm not into the screaming. So well, what y'all do? While two I was weeks gone? off. We you went to iCast. Oh yeah, that happened. How was iCast? It was good. It's I got great. COVID, so I was yeah. <laughs> picked that up. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Was that two weeks ago or was that? It is, was. This is me backing into if Bray- Braden's still contagious. No, 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 I'm good. <laughs> I, I did I did the counting. <laughs> I, I cast was two weeks ago, though, right? It wasn't yeah. last week. Was so you guys just, were week. you out last week? No. Oh. Here. oh, you said two weeks. So did we not podcast? We didn't record. Oh, uh, okay. Because Braden was sick. Wait, yeah. Well, and yeah. And and I, I had to work from home. out of town. Our AC went out, so I was working from home. This is all great perfect style. storm. Exciting oh, yeah. stuff. How was mm-hmm. po- so? How was I guessed? It's great. It's I heard. Fun. I know we can't say like companies yet, but we did get some new partners, right? Yeah, there is a. I'm still going to say potential because okay. you know until inks on paper, I like to say potential. We've yeah. been burned. Jacob's a, conservative on that stuff. A huge, I'm over here like <laughs> <laughs> a huge mm-hmm. potential partner. Um, for the September time frame, they've got some back-end system stuff they have to work out before they get synced up with Details, us. details. And at that point, it will be major. It'll be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Mm. White on rice. All the this fishing like things hot on that chili. we would ever want. Yeah. Like so all the people, bass boats. All the people that complain all the time about not having enough fish and stuff. And we say we know. Yeah, it's justified. We're getting there, though. But, but, but you think, well, probably by end of year then. 
will hope be so. if this goes yeah. through end of year. Yeah, I mean, or, honestly, sorry to all the brands that have been waiting to come in because once they say yes, like, yeah, eh, yeah, you're right. Going well, yeah, so there'll be there'll be a lot of stuff coming in. We are. Uh, I haven't talked to you to get an update, but we're also really close on some hunting stuff hitting too. So. Yeah, majorly close. Mm-hmm. I would say. I mean. We have some waves of releases of new products coming up soon. There's one that's um, like late August, early September, and then another one a few weeks after that. Yeah. So I can't explain how huge... complicated this has been. Yeah. You know, people have been waiting, and I've been saying at first I thought it was going to be June. Yeah, everybody July. understand Today's we wanted August this 1st. done in June. Yeah, mm-hmm. We've been saying it. It's two weeks away for well, sure. What we've learned is go wild moves fast, but it doesn't mean our partners can move as well, fast as we can. And Glenn pointed out, I was talking to him last week or something, we were on the phone, and he's like, dude, I told you. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I told you if, if you get done by September, you should be happy because I know wow. how it is working with this this partner. Wow. Yeah, not, he was right. not to knock our partners. This is just uh, we're not doing that. We're just well, saying, it's it's not the brand partners either. It's, it's not. It's a, a go between. It's a it's a mediator. But we we are just used to like literally if if tomorrow we said you know what we're gonna make it so that there's a a dance and Sasquatch on the load screen we'd have it done in the month at most if we wanted to do that or Chris we'd have it done do tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking if we followed like our normal process, it'd be like yeah. a month max. Oh yeah, of like yeah. release schedule, testing it, and make sure Sasquatch works on Android and all that stuff. Like it'd be done, right? We're not used to this, Mm-mm. so so iCast. What did you find? Any new brands? Tell me um, about it. Did uh, you guys do that? Did were you looking at little brands again? Yeah, we did. So we, we struggled last time. Like they 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 were interested, but we couldn't integrate. But then we started carrying more fishing stuff. Like we have fishing stuff here that we sell now, which is basically how we've sold like the Guggen stuff and, um, yep. you know, catch go. So, yeah, it was different this year where like me and you were just like the little ones talking to people we'd never heard of trying to figure stuff out. Um, Jacob did like a really good job this year of like, we had meetings, but we also had time in between. So like we, that's so but, clutch. But, Shot show was like that and it was awesome. It, but we also like talked about kind of like what we were looking for. And like knew we were looking for a couple of specific categories, and so like we were looking down the aisles for like oh, can we say what is yeah it? okay? Uh. So we were looking for like kayak accessory, kayak fishing, like that kind of thing, um, just because like saddle hunting has been such a big thing for us, and it's kind of like you the guys new. trying to go niche. Yeah, so like yeah. fishing, I mean, we have a well, hole. niche, but actually, I mean, the one partner we're talking about is like not niche, but um, I think there's some brands that we're going to be bringing in on the the kayak fishing side that are going to make it really cool um and like have some things that maybe other you know major retailers aren't offering that people are really starting to want in a lot more quantities so. just for context because i don't think people are like hey you guys sell more fishing gear it is so freaking hard like i could do that if you told me you wanted a brand tomorrow and hunting i could have it done in like three weeks right we place an order you get the order you can sell it like boom it's done that is not how it works on fishing it is so hard as an e-com company to just pick this stuff up and run with it. You know, there, there are things that we've had to do to jump through because the, the, in some ways, funny enough, in some ways, the fishing industry is a little more antiquated on how they approach e-com companies like us. And so it's just been super challenging. I mean, it's, it's been harder to get into. We've had to really prove ourselves a little in ways we weren't used to. And so Jacob's, you know, spent the better part of two years trying to get to this point to where we could, you know, the technology had to catch up, but I mean, really a lot of it's been building relationships. I mean, the same group that is in now, we talked to last year and they were out 
and not a whole lot's changed. I mean, some things have changed. We won't say what, but like some things yeah. have changed. So yeah, and I think you know, there's the whole brick and mortar requirement that yeah. is something totally different. But some hunting brands have that, especially some like a, a Matthews yeah. bows. You have to have a bow shop kind of thing. But that's because <clears throat> bows are so complicated. The fishing stuff's not complicated. You know, it's no, like it's no. just a, it's just a thing that they do to weed out mom and pops. Well, and you know what they've done though is that they've created a scenario and this legitimately happens where there's a dude who buys a ready-made shed at a store, throws it in his backyard, puts a sticker on the window that says he's open from 10 to two, three days a week. And he's, then he's now open he can sell stuff and get a 10, discount. 15 to 10 30. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> you know, anytime you set a law, like you're going to get people that just try to bend that and, or set a rule. And so, you know, they've created a monster where there's still that stuff still happening. And if they would, if they would, cultivate some good partnerships with people like us omnia i mean omnia is a great example yeah. of somebody that's coming in e-com wise um and really do it well and work together different world yeah so that's good anything else happened at icast you guys get free beers free beers yeah were there free uh hats. free hats got any good stickers to share some stickers to bring chris back a koozie no, screw ooh, that guy. Braden, <laughs> Braden, that I was on really you. Many I got a Berkeley one I can give him. Yeah. What's okay. the coolest thing that you saw, like product-wise? I saw so, some videos coming out. Yeah, what? Um, there was a lot of things that I would like to buy, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Jesse Schultz. I texted him about this. I was like, you know, it's hard to see, like, drastic innovation at ICAST just because you go every year. It's kind of incremental over time. And But there's this one dude who actually – found out about before the show that we went over and talked to for a little bit. Uh, it's this brand called one cast. It's, it's veteran owned. He makes his own jigs, which mm. is not uncommon. There's a lot of people oh, yeah. out there where you can find, you know, they make their own jigs in the garage or whatever. But what he's done is he's created a jig that you can put a skirt on. That's also Texas rigged. Oh. So it's weedless without having those wires sticking off of it. Hmm. And I told I told him this to his face, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't understand it." He's like, "This is stupid simple. Nobody else has really done it just like this, but it's so stupid simple to make something like this." And that's so copyable, though. Like, did he patent? Oh, it? he's hopefully he's gonna sell it to somebody. I mean, if yeah, he but wants somebody to buy it. Yeah, you would have to get. That's the thing. It's like I don't even know if you could patent that. Mm. He's getting custom hooks made now. Yeah, but I mean, he's at ICAST. Word's gonna get out. But that was the thing that you know it, to me. It's something I'm going to use constantly. That makes a lot of impact on what's exciting for me. So it's me. like a reverse jig? No, just imagine like a, a wide gap worm hook, mm-hmm. you know, that comes down, goes yeah. up, and then it's got a jig head built oh, into okay. it. Mm. So it's one piece, and then it also has the collar where you can have a skirt on it. I got you. So imagine a weedless jig with the, you know, the bristles mm-hmm. for a weed guard. Yeah. That goes away. Okay. And it's completely compact in line. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's nothing big and crazy major, but that was interesting. One one thing I thought was cool was, uh, man, I'm messing with my mic way too much. Um, the Plano Frog Box. Oh, oh yeah. I was, saw, so I saw a video of that. It was uh, like again, like just an idea of like, huh, like I'd never seen that before. But like, you can hang your frog because there's really not like a fantastic way to store a frog in like a 
like a traditional box. No, you just like, tangle them all together. Well, yeah, you, you tangle. Throw, yeah. Well, and like the, the you should see my bag right now after Florida, or <laughs> yeah. South Carolina. Like the legs and stuff, like they're yeah, all yeah. getting like tangled or whatever, bumbled up or ripped off or dry rotting or whatever. But you just like this box. You literally can hang your frogs. And I told I forget who it was over there. I was talking to. It might have been Jen. I was like, I want to get that so that it would force me to buy like fifty frogs. Is it <laughs> like collapsing <laughs> under the hooks or is it hanging through the front? Uh, through like the eyelet of the, the front, yeah. top, yeah. Okay, so, say so that's not really helping you if it's going so into. They're the literally room. hanging like yeah, this, like cool. just so like the feet are down. Yeah, the, the and they're just dangling down that's at cool. the bottom, and you open it up, and you can just like grab your little frogs out of it. Um, and all to, those those Plano Edge boxes usually come with a moisture management. Thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, a desiccant. Yeah, and that's, it's just like kind of like what you're saying. Like there's just like little weird things that people are finding. Um, got the it looked hold, like, like there a, was a lot of salt. I saw most conversation I've seen from the outside looking in, even two weeks later, was the salt reel. Was there was there some kind of special reel? I saw like uh, the blue pin. One. Pin released a new spinning reel, saltwater spinning reel. Salt, it was spinning reels. That Forty I saw. pounds of drag. Really? I mean, you cinch yeah, that, that thing crazy. down and you cannot yeah. turn it. It was insane. I could have used that. What was that like? Three thousand <laughs> dollar uh, fly reel that we were messing with. Oh, uh, the Hardy. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. The you title title is the one they released last you year. You said Jen, so were you at a press release event with yeah, her? Yeah, or Pure uh, Fishing. Some good swag. Yeah, they uh, no no Yeti this time. We did oh, get another point That's because you took like 13 of them last time. That is not true. <laughs> Jen, I would not do that to you. It was 12. I would have mailed you and said to me. We got some more of those cool bo- those cool bags, though. Oh, yeah. Plano yeah, bags. Plano bags. yeah. <laughs> we got a, and, uh, a top water. Yeah, sweet top water. Lure. You know, I miss spending thousands of dollars to go to Florida to get free stuff. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's always funny how you think about that. It's like, like going to Vegas and getting free stuff yeah. as if shot show wasn't like super expensive yeah. yeah it paid off this year though man yeah We're yeah excited. it was That's, cool it's and good no i mean and we got to see some people that we've been it's always good like see the people you've been building relationships with like bailey from from gunpowder and pure yeah. fishing yeah. and to actually shake his hand and talk to him that's how you get these brands in you know yeah. so you gotta yeah. build a relationship so when i email him now he he knows he's got the you're the guy. He, he was a me. he was a beast like tournament angler. That was fun to yeah. talk to him about. Like oh, yeah. he had done he three or, or no, he had done five uh, kayak bass fishing tournaments and the he owner came, of Pure Fishing or what? what who is no. he? No, he's he works for Gunpowder, oh, the agency okay. that does Sorry. their PR and stuff. Yeah, okay. But he's he, on the freshwater side. Yeah, he entered five tournaments and he won one, came in like fifth and came in twelfth, which is like insane like to to do that so yeah. he's he must be dude my guide good. um that i use george tangalos down in south carolina is number one right now in this giant like national saltwater competition and he was supposed to fish it this weekend but he said the water but it was, he's like i don't think i'm gonna go because it's gonna be so bad um what's he fishing for like is it a specific species or like how does that work dude i don't know enough about saltwater tournaments okay, yeah. to tell I don't you know anything but about it i think they do target certain species but whatever like Literally number one out of like the whole coast, and he said they'll travel. He travels down to Mexico and fishes these things. Hmm. I mean, dude was a G. Well, Casey from Toadfish was the one that introduced me to him, and he said you'll have the most fun and catch the most fish with George. So I went with George. Um, I have lots of questions for you. Like, <laughs> see what I can do. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. First of all, how much time do we have? Uh, it's a real what question. Left what do we get? You got about sixteen. Okay. So I want to start with surf fishing. Because I've done this for like three years talking to you where I, I have total crap luck. Um, 
but the first two times I've done it, I think we're on Florida side mm-hmm. and, and then South Carolina was totally different. Yeah. Um, and so I started off with the spoon and I, I went out and like one wheeled around the beach, which was, which was fun. You can only do that in so many places, but, uh, I'm like, this water is so dark. I don't think this is going to work. So I tried the fluke and I tried the juice, um, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. That's when I talk to you and, you know, you kind of help me find some spots. Like reading a beach is really hard and it's not something like I get to do all the time from Kentucky. So mm-hmm. I'm like a once a year and then even then like two days a year, get to try this. So Jacob helped me find some good spots. But um, later I was talking to George and George is like, oh, yeah, you're not going to catch anything over there. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, well, uh, you know, why not? And And he's like, well, think about it nobody's like, Hey, that's a great beach for fishing. I'm going to go set up with my family. He's like, because fish love structure and you hate structure. And I'm like, well, yeah, uh, that makes sense. There you go. Um, and he's like, yeah, beaches don't just populate around like good fishing areas. It pretty much doesn't happen. Yep. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, you would think something, right? Like I've been, I've fished this twice now and I've got absolutely, or maybe at that time I, maybe it was once I was like, I fished for an hour and I, I would have thought I would have gotten some kind of bite or something. Um, but I was talking to him and he said pretty much he, he, you fish Florida mostly, right? With the spoon. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's, you're not going to catch anything on that because of the scent, right? Like everything's scent based. And it reminded me of what Mike told me up in Michigan. Cause I asked Mike about fishing Lake Michigan with a spoon or something like that too. And he's like, dude, it's so muddy that you pretty much, unless they can smell it, they can't even see it to hit it. Yeah. And the water down there, I mean, like not even a foot of visibility for me. And I got, I would imagine the fish are pretty similar in what they can see. So I then, this is where Jacob made fun of me. I went to the tackle store um, uh, or a tackle shop and I was talking to this woman and uh, she said the same thing. She's like, yeah, there's, you're not going to catch anything off. I was like, what artificial do you have that might work? And she's like, pretty much none of it, but you could buy these five things if you wanted to. And I'm like, well, I don't want to just spend yeah. money. Yeah. To, no, thanks. Not burning a hole in my but pocket. They always recommend fish bites. And I, you were giving me hell over the fish bites. And I just want to hear like What's what. What's a fish bite? It's, it's like this artificial shrimp or squid or, or oh. you know, bubble tape. But it is bubble tape with scent on it, and it's colored to look like whatever you're fishing. So if you with. put fish bites on a spoon, you now have your scent mm-hmm. on your on your spoon. Yeah, um, I would. I mean, he's a he's a fishing guide, so he knows what he's talking well, about. Well, but, but I would the, challenge. To here's say, the thing, though. No, here's the thing. Your level of happiness and his is different, right? Like he wants to catch a monster, and mm-hmm. you'd probably be happy fishing with your son catching. Just yeah. consistent, right? Well, and so the other thing with a spoon, if it's bright sun out and the water's muddy, mm-hmm. that's going to pick up yeah. whatever light's getting through yeah. the water. So I wouldn't say it's a dead tactic. But the fish bites, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. Like that, you know. I was making fun of them. I mean, I said, what is that little Lego yeah, that people, they, we saw them at ICAT. So I was like, what the heck is that? People, They're very popular. People, yeah. That's what he said. People, people like, at the beach, it's, it's yeah. very. Well, because it's easy. That's what, everybody's telling me to go buy live or dead bait. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time to deal with that. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't want to go and like have to ice down my bait all the time my, my wife's gonna murder me if i put a bunch of dead shrimp in the fridge like yeah. like that's like for fishing that covered in fishing junk and, and then stuff. you need a knife. you got to take a knife you got to take something to cut yeah. it on well i had a knife so i ended up fishing with a crab one day i caught a crab and i was like why did i not think to do this sooner and i was trying to figure out how to find um the sand fleas because mm-hmm. i know you can find them down there but it's different than finding them in florida I think from what I know about them, they're easier to spot in that softer sand where you can see those antenna. I mean, this is like concrete that you're 
yeah, scooping them up. But how do you find them? How do you find where they are? You you don't. You just start scooping. I mean, that's how we did it in Myrtle Beach as a kid, Mm -hmm. fishing with my dad. You literally just scoop your hands down in, let the water wash away the sand, see if you got one. If not, keep going. I guess I'm too impatient. You scoop the entire ocean. I know. I'm too impatient for that. Dig to China. So, but I I was like, I really should have spent, you know, 10 minutes in the morning finding crabs because that would have been the hot ticket. But then the other thing. I fished that pond mm-hmm. with that frog, and I was telling you I was seeing something jumping. She said those are brackish ponds. There's only one freshwater lake where I was, and it's a mile back. Uh, but all of that's brackish. And she's like, oh, yeah, none of your bass rigs are going to work back there. I said, well, I was fishing a frog. And she said, that's literally one of the only things because they're used to eating frogs. But she said pretty much nothing else is going to work. Um, and she said fish bites. <laughs> of course. She's I think they're all invested in the, fish bites. Down one size they, fits they didn't all. even have that much. There was three options. There was, there was shrimp, squid, and something else. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but it was it was very interesting because I, I could see like both sides of it. But she pretty much told me, she said live bait's pretty much the, the yep. gar- only guaranteed down here because yep. yeah. it's so muddy. Yep. But the pond was nuts. The, like, she said they're mullet that are jumping. Uh, and, and, I, and that, what I thought was a freshwater pond. Also, I got my frog stuck in a tree the first morning because, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of action. The only action on my, my side of the pond was, uh, a, around this sunken tree and like, and it's still alive. So there's a lot of foliage yeah. and I was doing good and then I got it stuck, but it's like 10 feet in front of me. And there's three feet of water, maybe, maybe five, three to five feet that I would have to wait out and get it. And I'm like. There's a lot of gators around here, but say, but yeah. I'm like, but that's my only frog of that color for the week, so I'm gonna do it. So I waited out and got Bro. it, and came back, and then later that day, my I, my wife was like, "Why are you wet?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I went out and got my frog," and she's like, "Are you stupid?" And I was like, "No, no, it's fine. I didn't see anything. There, was, there were no gators <laughs> out there. There was no, and it is clear. You could like, I mean, it's dark, but it's like clear right there. I could see the bottom. I don't know. He's yeah. making so many yeah. excuses. I don't think. I, and I, I, I walk back out there later just to see if the fish were still jumping. Like three hours later, and there is a like six foot gator oh. right in that spot, looking at me. And I was like, "Okay, Kentucky boy is going back inside." This is like Florida man. Florida man. Yeah, Kentucky man. Yeah, so then my wife tells me that she needs to get herself ready for the market because I'm high risk, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, dude, I meant to say this when we were talking about ICAST, but a couple of cool things that happened. We walked up. You said towfish earlier. They were well aware of like who we are, and they were like, you guys are killing it. We're super pumped about being a part cool. of you guys. Even cooler than that, we walked up to the Under Armour booth, and he was like, <laughs> so you, got you, guys are the, you guys are the go wild guys? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are. Who was it? Yeah, that us. That's well, us. Who'd you talk to? I don't know. Uh, you don't remember his yeah. name? He's like, they knew us, Patrick. but we didn't know them. Yeah, we're big time. <laughs> he didn't he have gave me cards. a huge truck sticker. It's on the truck. I saw your truck. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have cards on him. That was like late in the day. Yeah. I think cool. Patrick, but I don't know. That's cool. Um, yeah, we've known them since 2019, talking to different people at Under Armour. That's cool. cool it's just say. fun being at like, I haven't talked to him in the fishing side, so that's cool they knew about us. Yeah. They were cutting up a huge tuna. fish. The other thing I was going to tell you about was the fishing trip. So we were supposed to go after King Mackerel. It was too late. And he said Cobia died in like early June. Like they just stopped biting. Um, but we were supposed to go out and we, we got heading out and he, he's like, we're going to go see what it's like. And we get almost out of the, the sound of the cha- this channel we're in. And he's like, and we're hitting some chop. Uh, I mean like pretty big swells. Um, and he's like, we can go out and you can try. 
and we will not catch anything and you might get sick and you're not, even if you get one, you're going to be bouncing around so much. You won't be able to reel it in. And he seems mm. super confident in this. And I said, well, okay. And he's like, I did this two days ago and they wanted to go out and I told them we shouldn't. And we did anyways. And they were pissed that they didn't catch anything after a three quarter day trip. And he's like, it's like, I told you, he said, or we can stay here, troll and see what we get. So I was like, okay, let's do that. And I don't know, pretty quick. Like we tried one spot for 20 minutes and this is one thing I really liked about him is like, boom, we're gone. He's like, I don't like this. We're moving. So we moved somewhere else. He wasn't like very aggressive on trying to make sure we caught something. Um, but we ended up literally, I, I was hoping he, uh, he said tarpon come through there. He's like, we had a tarpon mm-hmm. on the line. Those are super fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, this was the day before that he had done or two days ago when it, or no day before they had had a tarpon on. He's like, I don't know what we'll get into. Cause there's a lot of stuff coming through here. And it was a tide change. Literally the entire time was just sharks and stingrays. And he's like, I've caught two stingrays all year and we caught four in, our, in our trip. And the, uh, have you ever caught one, mm-hmm. a big one? Mm-hmm. It was insane like i mean they're fun to fight yeah no once you get it up on the beach trying to unhook it well we didn't we weren't dealing with that but good luck the other thing i i told him i was like can't you eat those and he's like i don't know anybody that eats them and i was like well they do really? because they bow fish them and I, you don't usually bow fish unless you're going to eat it unless it's carp um i have heard that there is sometimes when you buy scallops it is actually punched out stingray. No kidding. Because it's, it's similar consistency. Dude, I mean, I, I, we threw it. We cut the first one loose, and it was close to three feet wide, That I, the first one I caught. And he said, How do they fight? Like, it insane. seems like, like they... a halibut. <laughs> it's, it's like a halibut. <laughs> and, trying to pull uh, my or, or a flounder. Jacob's uh, probably caught flounder, too. You probably could vouch that it's similar. Uh, but harder. So they're yeah. not jerking around. It's just like they're just they'll so run. much mass. Yeah, that they'll you're run to... and then they just try to bury themselves. And oh. try to the the thirty. Up. I caught a twenty-five pound halibut in Alaska, and the thirty-pound stingray that I caught this last week was way harder because they run mm. halibut at a certain point. Once you get halibut up to the surface, they seem to kind of give up. That's the way flounder. Right? Um, and and the stingray though, multiple times you get them to the top and you just. <laughs> And you're like, all right, here we go again. Um, yep. My sister caught a almost six foot long black tip shark, which like absolutely killed her. I mean, it was a really fun to watch. I mean, it's probably 25 minutes. And so wow. she, she hooked wow. set into that and um, she's like got the belt on and everything going to town. And she, my sister's not weak. She works out all the time. She's like CrossFit junkie, probably stronger than I am. <laughs> and she, uh, even though she's like five foot, nothing. <laughs> um, so she's like going to town. George is helping her with this. There's all kinds of action on the other side of the boat. Cause this thing's whipping her all over the place. And I hooked into something and it was I, like, I've done these trips quite a bit and you know, they're always hard, even if it's like a five to 10 pound red snapper. But this was like, <laughs> to the bottom and i'm like i can't do anything i think it was he said he thought it was either a shark like a massive shark or a massive stingray and this went the line runs out and i spend the next 20 minutes like all my might everything i have you've seen that video that's going around of the guy who's like just dying as the gets pulled overboard on uh, (laughs) No. He, he look. His veins are popping out of his head. That's what I felt like. Jeez. I have a bruise that's like this big on my leg from where this thing had me pulled up against the rail, and I'm trying to pull back for 20 minutes. Jeez. And finally, it got to where the the 
current had pulled the boat, I don't think this thing was really moving because I, everything I had pulling it up and I would reel on the drags just going. I'm, and it's that every, you know, the, the salt line that has the colors uh, mm-hmm. variation. So you mm-hmm. can see if it's going, I'm getting nowhere and I'm just pulling and dragging and pulling and dragging. And I'm like, dude, it's going under the boat. And he, he's like, this is a, you're going to have to figure it out on your own situation right now, Brad. And I'm like, okay. Cause he's over here dealing with my sister and there's only one of him. Oh. And I'm like, dude, it's going under the boat. I'm like, I know I'm getting ready to lose this thing. And the line snaps. And I'm like, I'm actually relieved. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't think I could have gotten that fish up without him coming over to help me. And then my man card would have been like relieved, <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, we got to, um, the, uh, Atlantic, sharp nose sharks that were smaller and they're apparently like of literally no concern on the the bite scale no the uh well yeah <laughs> i meant the um the endangered species like they're oh. very common you, know, you can't keep the black tips there's certain ones you can't keep at all yeah. um, i think like no slot or anything on a black tip it's just hard stop you can't, can't. yeah there's okay. like there's a bunch of uh atlantic sharks you cannot even hmm. like you can't no, there's no slot there you can't keep anything hmm. um the black tips are the he, at least that's what he he told us we couldn't keep those. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's a slot, but um, these weren't big. Usually it's the bigger ones that are like, no, right? Because the, the, they're the breeders. Usually in salt, bigger fish, or, or there'll, there'll be a size that's pretty big that you cannot take. Yeah, okay. there's they do protective slots. So yeah. it'll be under 19 inches and over 30 inches. You can't keep yeah. outside of that. But the um, we couldn't keep those. But I got like two or th- four really big fillets off of the the sharp nose and i cooked it up last night uh on the grill and then i made put it into pasta so it was awesome was that the one minute sign it was i was trying to be discreet i thought no, that's cool, cool they know we're that. we don't know what we're doing they know that one so all right well one i had minute. more stories and you all probably did too for my cast but that's what happens yeah. when we don't do this every we had week. pent up stories yeah. Yeah. Same, so. same bat time same bat place all right make sure you guys log this hit the plus button log time outdoor podcast you got erica johnson brad luttrell braden ware and jacob knight thanks for listening